Hello, and welcome to the Shining Light Podcast. This is a platform where we let our individual light shine through our personal testimonies of the restored gospel of Jesus Christ and the many blessings it brings to our lives. Here's our host, Dontrell Morrow. All right, thank you for joining us for another episode today. I am excited to introduce you to some awesome missionaries serving out here in Dayton, Texas. Yes, that's right. Good old Dayton. And these elders are what I like to call those that speak tongues. (laughs) These are our Spanish missionaries out here, and they're pretty cool. And I think you guys are going to like them. They are... uh, going to hopefully give us some insights to what missionary work is like being able to serve in the Spanish wards and also being able to do it as effectively as they can in these very interesting times that we find ourselves in. So without further ado, I would like to introduce both Elder Arnold and Elder Whitby. And Elder Arnold, if you'd like to start us off, I'd like to ask you if you would Give us just some background about yourself, Um, you know, where you're from, things you did back at home, like some hobbies or whatnot, and what made you decide to come out on a mission? So I'm Elder Arnold, and like Don Trell said, I'm a missionary speaking Spanish here in the Dayton area, and I've been out for about a year now. I'm originally from St. George, Utah, been there basically my whole life. And things I liked to do back home was basically consisted of playing sports. Rugby was my favorite sport, and I played seven years throughout high school and school. That took up a lot of my time, and I honestly loved it. Specifically, kind of medical classes, those are what really stuck out to me and caught my attention. And that's helped me while I've been out here on the mission. And at first... When I got my mission call, it seemed like I really kind of wanted to go just because it seemed like a good opportunity to learn a new language, learn a culture, stuff like that. But then once I actually got out here, I realized that my desire to serve really changed. And now I would say I'm mostly out here to be an example to my family. I think that's what's really most important to me. Awesome. Thank you so much. And and by the way, these missionaries are serving in the Texas Houston East Mission Dayton is a small town that is right on the outskirts of Houston, Texas. Well, hello, everyone. Uh, My name is Elder Whitby, and I have been serving a mission for about nine weeks now, so I'm brand new. But I am from a little small town called Basin City, Washington. And if anybody knows it, I'm sorry. Just kidding. Uh, No, it's a great place. It's super nice. It's super awesome. It's a really nice place church town, really. Everybody there is religious, and everybody's related to each other. But I went to a school called Richland High School, and go Bombers, anyway. um, There, I just kind of discovered who I was, really. I discovered how much I love track and field. I love discus and shot put. They're my favorite events. And I also discovered how much I love mathematics and science. And there, there was a teacher there that kind of helped me discover who I want to become in life. And he was a member of the church there. And he really pushed me to be a missionary and really just take this extra step in my life to become the man that I want to be as well as what God wants me to be. And I am extremely grateful for him. And I don't know where I would be without him. So, yeah. 
That is awesome. And, you know, I'm, I'm fascinated. That's, that's incredible that you're already kind of being in tune just from like your, your beginning days of service and deciding to do that of like what you want to do. You said, Elder Whitby's like science and, and it's what you've been more like seeing yourself doing after the mission. And Elder Arnold, you see yourself medical, like doing something in the medical field. Well, man, you two are both in a good place. I mean, Houston's got both of those things. So who knows? Maybe you'll come back here even after the mission one day. You never know how the Lord may work things out. That's awesome. So, well, that's awesome. So, okay, you two, you're out here serving. Um, you're enjoying, I think, as much as you can right now of the culture experience. But I know at least with one of you, so you, Elder Arnold, were reassigned to come here. Where was the first uh, mission that you were originally called to before the pandemic? I was originally in Veracruz, Mexico, and I was there for only about six months of my mission. So about six months. So, and coming here, was that a big, huge transition for you, or was it something that you felt overall was bittersweet? I think it was a huge transition for me. It was obviously a big change just having to go home and then have that second goodbye with my family. Obviously, a, the first goodbye is what you expect. The second one isn't as fun as the first. It's just about the same experience. But coming out, it wasn't what I expected. It definitely was a different culture, different everything like that. And I kind of realized that with the whole COVID experience, the Lord was asking a lot of me. He kind of helped me get to a place where I felt like I could thrive down in Mexico and then took that away from me and sent me back out to a different place where I really had to find how I could thrive again. And so that's one thing that really came as a culture shock to me, just coming back out again. But honestly, as I've been out here for now over six, seven months, I've been able to really see the Lord's hand in that and see the divine guidance that he had in store for me reassigning me to this place and I know that he sent me here for a reason even after all the craziness has gone gone on and happened so that's awesome and you know I never even thought about that the fact that you went home in between that time and then would have to say goodbye again see you're brave I I don't honestly think I could have done that after I would have got home and been like I'm home okay uh, mama like yeah where where's that that dinner like I'm gonna <laughs> that would have just been me I would have been such a wimp probably but good on you for not doing that and for you know taking that chance of faith again and coming out and on the Whitby so you th this is your first assignment here your assigned mission here and so now what has it been for you, I guess, like the experience, it, what has that been for you to come here and to have to kind of, you know, see, I guess, the missionary work through the lens of, you know, the, all the protective, you know, nature of COVID and then as well as like just trying to do missionary work in a, in a different way? That is a great question. Um, coming out here, I was definitely nervous, but also excited just to be part of this new, this new way of teaching and new way of missionary work. It was something my, my siblings would say that, oh, you're just going to be inside all the time, so it's going to be basically a vacation for the next two years. But from what I've been a part of for the past nine weeks, it's actually, it's fun. It's super awesome. There have been days where it's been kind of like, this is 
kind of boring. We're not really doing anything. We're just calling people for two hours and we're not really getting anybody. But then there have been those days where we go out and we talk to those people that we've talked on the phone and we now get to talk to them in person because they allow us. And it's one of the best moments of my life, honestly. I have, I have never felt so good to be a part of the church when you're actually out there teaching new people and being with those people. It is truly amazing and it's truly exhilarating really. But it's also awesome too, just because I'm learning a whole new language and I didn't take Spanish in high school. So right when I went to the MTC and was learning Spanish, that was my day one of learning Spanish in my whole entire life. And just these past nine weeks, I have really seen my ability to speak Spanish, even though I'm not fluent in it, but I can really tell the difference just from where I was to where I am now, to where I can actually speak with someone in Spanish, like with a lesson. And I, I give all the credit to my companion, Elder Arnold, and I am so grateful that it's kind of bad for me to say this, but I'm, I'm glad that COVID happened so then I could meet Elder Arnold, to have him as my trainer and to really just be able to develop that ability to teach new people the way that he teaches because he teaches with an amazing with an amazing spirit and it's it's honestly probably one of the best teaching moments of my life and I I love it so much so I'm very grateful for the Lord for doing that but I also feel bad because he had to leave at a cruise and from what I've heard it actually sounds like an awesome place but I'm glad he's here with me now you know that is a wonderful tribute what a tribute to him that is so awesome and this, ladies and gentlemen that are listening, this is what we call companionship unity right here. I mean, if I've ever seen it in my entire existence, that is awesome. You know, we are glad to have you both out here, and it's amazing. That's another testament to what the Lord does, like, because only he would know how to bring you two together to make that, you know, perfect fit for yourselves individually to, like, learn from each other and to grow. So that, that's remarkable. Thank you for sharing that. And, you know, don't worry about your siblings teasing you, saying it's a way. That's what every good sibling will do is just tease just a little bit. I have to say, if I were in your position on my mission back in good old Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, anybody who knows me <laughs> knows that cold weather and me are only friends for maybe three months out of the year. When I have it more than that and have snow and ice on top of that, not my, not my cup of tea, you know, <laughs> metaphorically, of course. But I'm just like, no, 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 no. It's just not. So I would have loved to have had the opportunity to be inside and making all kinds of calls <laughs> than feeling like I was going to get frostbite every five minutes. So, you know, blessings in disguise, Oda Whitby. Blessings in disguise. Um, no, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. So now I, as I think a little bit more um, some of the things I wanted to ask you, I think you, you've done a good job in answering, but I'm curious still to know, how have you personally seen your goals individually that you set for yourself as missionaries? How have you seen those change and adapt based upon the way that the mission experience has unfolded for the two of you? Well, <clears throat> I think that goal setting is something you really learn as a missionary. You don't really realize goals you set before the mission, you set them, and they're kind of just there. And then once you get there, you're not really able to evaluate how you did it. But in the mission, you got goals that are short-term, medium-term, long-term goals over these the span of two years. And as you're setting them, you get to see them come to fruition, and you get to see the Spirit really guide you towards them. 
And so I think the one thing that has really changed my perspective on goal setting and has helped me to achieve the goals that I've made thus far is setting those goals under the direction of the obviously the Holy Ghost. That's always going to give us the direction to go. But then after that, you set plans. You make plans under the direction of that same Holy Ghost to bring about those those same goals. And I think as soon as we start setting not only inspired goals, but also making inspired plans to achieve those goals is when you really start to see the fruits of those labors. And so, yeah, goal setting has become a huge kind of testimony builder for me and it's pushed me to be the person that I am today and I am so excited to apply these same principles that I've learned on the mission to after my mission life as well I think it'll help big time so I testify to Arnold that it will I can honestly say that the one greatest thing I learned from my mission was the power of planning and just how effective planning really sets so much for you know just everything good that happened for me afterwards. And thank you for saying that, because I feel like your message was a personal message to me about adding goal setting again on top of the planning that I need to do to continue to see some of those miracles like occur in my life. So thank you for that. Elder Whitby, uh, same question for you. So for me, I think I'm like everybody else where I hit New Year's day and I'm like, oh, okay, now I'm going to set my goal of I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to look good. I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to become this great person. And those are good goals to have, but they're one of those goals that are just, there's no plan behind it. Unless you have a plan behind it, really to get down to the fine detail, it's not going to be able to happen. And just from these past nine weeks in the mission, those fine details have really come out a lot more just with our daily planning and our weekly planning and my own personal goals everything now has an exact plan for it. It's very detailed and very, very into it. It's not just, oh, I'm going to be a great missionary. Okay, well, that's a great goal, but how are you going to achieve that? You actually have to put in the work behind it. You actually have to come up with specific things that you're going to do every single second, every single minute. It's not just, oh, I'm going to become a good missionary. I'm going to read the scriptures. Okay, well, that's awesome. You're reading the scriptures. That's good. But you really need to be like, okay, I'm going to read the scriptures with this exact thing in mind, this exact person, this exact purpose, you have to have those things that you that you want to learn and want to grow from. And just from these nine weeks, like I said, I've really come to know how to really set goals. And I invite all of you to do the same thing. Really just get down to those exact, defined, very small things. Every morning when you wake up, every morning say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is what my, my day is going to be like. And if that doesn't work out, have a backup plan. That's one of the things that we've learned as missionaries too, is to always have a backup plan. Because there are times where people don't, don't answer the door. So what do you do? You have a backup plan so that you don't just crumble. You don't just go sit in the car and, oh, okay, what are we gonna do now? You go and you knock on doors that you've talked to before. You go and you go to a new, member, new member's home or you go to a member's home who hasn't taught, been taught recently and you just, are always doing something. You're not sitting around. You're always doing something. You're constantly moving. You're constantly going. That's how you achieve your goals. That's how you really get your personal growth done. I honestly felt like chills and goosebumps here and that like that is like a very like peaceful and powerful message. So thank you both for that. I mean that's 
I think I need to hear that more than anybody else. <laughs> so I, um, as, I, as, I'm, as I'm sitting here, I, I wanted to ask you two both, because you've been given such awesome, like literally awesome advice today. Um, what would be some advice that you two would think to tell, you know, missionaries or potential missionaries that are currently at home, weighing their options, deciding whether just to go to school and work, currently right now, um, or just to hang back because of the way things are with the pandemic and with a lot of uncertainty going on and unrest, what would you tell them that would hopefully help them see why serving a mission for you two individually has so far been one of the best decisions that you've ever made for yourself? I think there is definitely a path for each and every person. For example, when I put in my mission papers, I expected to leave a lot earlier than I did, but it didn't happen. I ended up leaving October, which was about three months after I wanted to leave, two months after I wanted to leave. And one thing I was able to kind of realize was the divine guidance in that as well. I actually got to work in the hospital as a medical assistant for a doctor and just being able to interact with those patients face-to-face -face every single day is something that really had prepared me for the mission. It taught me how to love a person within the first 30 seconds of meeting them. And so I think that sometimes work can help you prepare for the mission, but don't hesitate to get out there because there's stuff to learn out there as well. I was... There were patients that spoke Spanish and I didn't know how to show them that love, but I knew that I did love them. Now that I'm out here, I've realized how easy it is to love someone, whether you can communicate with them or not. And then once you truly can communicate with them, it's so awesome to be able to express that love to them. So I think my only invitation is to not hesitate on, on the call you do get. That call, whether it's a place that you might not go right off the bat, some something that you kind of have to put on hold for a little bit. Trust in the guidance that where you're going as well, you're going to be able to develop skills that will help you once you get there. I think it's a kind of keep the hope to to go to the place you want to be, but also lift where you stand. It's such a unique opportunity to be in a place where a prophet has chosen you to go and be learning a language with maybe someone that, also needs to learn that language or maybe someone that's going to help you more than a place will help you. So yeah, my invitation is just recognize that there's lessons to learn in every single nook and cranny of God's plan for you, whether that be where you're working before the mission, where your reassignment is, or where you're going to be going after that reassignment. And so just trust in that and, and look for the learn, look for the learning, learning and teachings that you can grow from in those specific places. And for me, any advice I would give is to really read the scriptures, really read the Book of Mormon, really study the words that are being taught. They are from prophets. They are from long ago prophets, but they are from prophets. And every single thing that's in there is for, for you. And also, recently I've been studying a lot more about Christ and all about his names, his name references in the topical guide. And honestly, I've only been, I've only done six names and I think there's like 30. 
and just from the six names, I have felt my life come closer to Christ just by knowing different names about him and what each name really means. And just from those experiences, I've really felt myself come closer to him spiritually and physically, really. And also, it's helped me grow to feel the Spirit and really listen to the Spirit more. And it's definitely helped me when I'm studying personally or studying as a companionship. It has helped me really know what to do with my life. Because before my mission, I was, I had everything set out. I had everything planned out with what everything was going to be. I was going to do track. I was going to have an awesome track season. I was going to go to state. I was going to get top five at state for discus. I was so set on that. Then I was going to get a scholarship to Utah State. I was going to go to Utah State and study astronomy there and play on the track team, be on the track team and compete. And then I was going to go on a mission. But then COVID happened. And that whole thing destroyed my plans, ultimately destroyed them. I didn't get any scholarship from Utah State. I didn't have a track season. I wasn't able to go to state. I wasn't able to get that scholarship I needed to go to Utah State so I could afford it. And so there was that huge chunk of my life that was already gone. But there was one thing that I could still do, and that was the mission. And that was the one thing that I could really trust in the Lord that he would never take that away. Even if I got reassigned, I knew that it was it's never going to be taken away from me. So I was like, okay, if that's the one thing that I can really put all my trust in, I guess I'll do that. And so I put all my trust in the Lord and put my papers in and got my mission call. And now I'm here in the Texas Houston East mission. And it's probably the best thing that I've ever done in my life. And all of that is because of the Lord. And like Elder Arnold was saying, trust in the Lord. If you have any questions about what you should be doing right now, if you should be going to school, if you should be working, if you should just be chilling at home, or if you should be on a mission, trust the Lord and ask him. Have that desire in your heart to know what to do and take it to him. Go on your knees. Say a, say a prayer out loud, not just in your head, but an out loud prayer. It's very, those vocal prayers are very special. And that is when you receive, receive the most revelation in your life. And I would invite you all to do that. And once you receive that answer, once you receive that guidance, act upon it. Do it. Don't just receive it and then say, oh, cool, okay, whatever, and then do your own thing. If you actually have that true desire, you'll do whatever the Lord says. Accept the Lord's will, and your life will be extremely blessed. And I have seen it in my own life, and I can promise you that you will be able to see it in your own life. Even if it's not right now, you'll see it in the weeks, days, or months or years to come, you'll be able to see it. I know that to be true. Oh, Elder Arnold, Elder Whippy, I could definitely keep you here all day, but <laughs> I know you have to get your work done, and I can't thank you enough. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and your insights and your testimonies, and God bless you, brothers. We are so thankful to have you here, and for all of our listeners out there, I hope that this message was as inspiring and spiritual for you as it was for me and we will definitely be bringing you more inspirational messages soon thank you for joining us thank you for joining us on today's episode please join us again next time